Welcome to Casual Questmasters, a casual master quest podcast. In this podcast, we'll follow the adventures of a group of characters who simply want to find their way in the world, but a more sinister plot is evolving around them. How will they fare? What will they do? Let's find out today on Casual Master Quest. Get your dice ready because we are back to another session of Casual Questmasters. Welcome to our own Faerun, everybody. Representing Neverwinter is Nikhil Chodimala. Hi. I play Vol Nightwalker Val Nugoni, and today he and I are both very sick. Brandon Thresher. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I'm playing Magdor Brand Iron, who he found out is specialized in unarmed attacks. Nice. And <laughs> y- yours truly, uh, Tyler Vitito, is Roger. I didn't think of a quote, so I'm going to pick one up out of the blue. Uh, the changeling races on an ordinary basis, and last but certainly not least is our all-powerful dungeon master, Glenn Houston. As always, I like turtles. <laughs> How that, are you guys that, doing that's today? That's fair. Good, I now I'm thinking about chocolate turtles. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, so we're going to do a recap thing now first, yeah? Because we got to yeah. keep everyone up Heck on yeah. what's been going on. Let's so see if I can nice. roll another uh, D200 again. <laughs> oh man, that was fun last time. I like that. I keep that. rolling high, but I keep getting like surpassed. Have you seen in <sighs> WoW Classic? The there's a way to control when you do the roll what the range is, so you can like, be roll like hundred to hundred. Yeah, I do over hundred to hundred. You just be like, ha ha ha! I got a hundred. <laughs> yes, finally. Oh, what'd you so get? I rolled a seven. Okay. Um, I rolled a ten. And I rolled a uh, 16, so it sounds like I get to do the honors again. So uh, go ahead and fire up that movie cast music once again. You got it. All right. Previously on the last episode of Casual Quest Masters, the team meets up on the bridge outside the Protector's Enclave, where Elgira is going to be teaming up with us for an escort mission. But suddenly, Blue Roger appears. They escort Azura to the Wizard's Tower. Uh cool place where there's very very uh traumatic images of people dying and stuff because the tower was a you know a tower Elgira goes to a secret meeting while everybody else seems to dislike each other from different positions of the bar blue roger got hit on by a gnome but then sent him to his new twin brother so uh we were sitting there waiting and suddenly magdor saw Vol get tackled lightly pushed by half work and then got beer dumped all over Volk but everybody was cool and then suddenly the marble turned bright and so we hurried to Algira's rescue only for her to say lol just kidding and suddenly we had to follow her completely suspicious as we're trying to figure out what the fuck was wrong with Algira because she was acting we cool we cool let's walk fast we were attacked by ninjas the team attack and defeat the ninjas, kinda. We do about maybe half the damage in the ninja, but then we ran out of time. So the ninja killed his own comrade, and then his corpse, and then peaced. We all said, okay, and then just walked as normally as we could back to the Protector's Enclave, where Algier gave us a note to see the her next morning. And then Roger stood on the bridge. Yeah. Awesome. 
That's and you'll find out more this time on Casual Quest Masters. Yeah. Inspiration yeah. for Good job, buddy. Casual, casual. casual. Get the casual, casual quest master. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Yeah, that was great. Totally, completely accurate. Lots of interesting things happened. Uh, now, you all went back sort of like contemplating everything that had happened so far. Um, each one of you contemplating different things from whether or not you could have, you know, maybe done your job a little better all the way up to, you know, uh, thinking about the actions of other people and how they affected you. Um, and we left with uh, Roger standing on that bridge. I kind of wanted to take it. It seems like Vol and Magdor, did you guys want to just you wanted to just go straight back to your residence yeah. to kind of recoup? Yes, I was done. Okay. Long day. Not and Roger. Yeah. yeah. And Roger, what did you want to do once you kind of finished that quiet contemplation on the on the bridge? I imagine myself leaning over the bridge, uh, not smoking a cigarette because technically those don't exist in this fantasy setting. Maybe a tobacco pipe or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, just kind of staring in the moonlight, just thinking about everything that just happened today. Uh, realized that we have no idea who our assailants were. And... Uh, Paranoid and nervous as he is, uh, I think he would try to uh, be discreet and sneak back over to where the fight scene was. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you make your way back there pretty simply enough. It's late enough that even the bars have let out at this point. Um, it's, you know, pushing 2.30, 3 o'clock. Um, uh, as you've heard, the you know, the, the town clock tower ring three times pretty recently. Um, and yeah, you make your way back there and both of those bodies, uh, that were there are no longer at the scene of the fight. Yeah, I figured as much. So, uh, I just figured I wanted to make sure the DM said that before sure. I went home. But so the, that was it. The still, did you want to, did you want to investigate it? I mean, you can still smell Magdor's pungent piss on the ground, you know, but that's why you know you're in the right spot. Because if everyone forgot, he decided to take a pee and one of the bad guys slipped in it, which was great. <laughs> All planned. <laughs> uh, no, I I mean, I can investigate the area to see if there's anything that might have been dropped or left from it, if you'd like me to do that. Sure, yeah. Or uh, otherwise, just do a generic perception. Yeah, do a perception uh, check you looking like? for that. Looking, using, you know, your your senses to try and, like, sense that out. Um I mean, and if it makes it feel better, both are plus one. So, I, awesome. you know, take your pick. Yeah, no, either okay. way, Um, just so you guys know, whenever I do perception, generally perception is looking, hearing, seeing, feeling, but then investigation will be how something is working. So if you're trying to investigate how this machine functions or, you know, how to get this lock off or whatever. So okay. that's generally how uh, I use them, but. Okay. <clears throat> I rolled the three, so I'm guessing I just picked up a random rock on the road, started examining it, realizing that I was like maybe 25 feet away from the crime scene. <laughs> I so found like, something. This, this is way too far is away this to matter. Johnson? <laughs> yeah, no, you find you don't find anything. You don't learn anything new. Um, but you do note the direction that the person went off, not really knowing exactly if they continued in that way. Um, but that is of note. So you know what direction now that you've been there and had a chance to. It looks like they headed off east into the town. If that's something ever wanted to be a thread, pull that. You at least have a direction and a heading that, you know, is now duly noted. Do I know where or what sector of the city is to the east of this location? Um, I just because it's back in the tower district. So just more of the tower district. And I believe that's it. Um, I can look into it 
more, but I'm pretty sure that's all that there's that up in that because it's like the northeast corner of the town. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, is there any uh, traces of blood? No. Weirdly enough, a decent hmm. amount of blood okay. was shed, but it looks like uh, something has been done to have removed that. Um, but it seems well enough concealed as to how that was done that you can't really figure out who did it with what. Right. I I, I just kind of look around mystified because all I see is some reason they had the uh, the smarts to clean up the blood, but some for some reason not the piss and uh, <laughs> I just kind of look around stare at a rock realize that I am completely unequipped for uh, playing CSI for Neverwinter note the one location and then I would probably to do my best to uh, make sure I get back to the house cool. my house you absolutely do that and safe to say everyone just rests the night away after at least some of you taking some pretty decent damage um, resting letting your wounds kind of like recuperate because you're heroic they all basically heal up by the oh, morning <laughs> oh yeah uh and then you wake up in the morning uh the 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 crow cries into the night the morning sky and you see the dim light of morning in your windows and or you know you hear that for magdor once again you hear that that iron clink 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 that just slowly wakes you out of that deep slumber that you appreciate near that forge um and you can you know you all know that you within about an hour you have to uh, meet up with LG Reth, the same bridge, to make your way into the Protector's Enclave. You have a little bit of time to um, do with what you will before you need to be there. An hour? Yeah, yeah, about an hour. It's only like a 15 minute walk from where you are, so you got a good amount of time to kind of, you know, do what you want. Uh, well, mine's going to be simple, so I'm going to go first here. I'm going to take my hour <clears throat> with my level up and uh, use my Artisan's Blessing again as i slept and got stronger i had another vision come to me of uh fingers um for my iron arm so i'm going to use the metal that's already on the arm and reshape it into fingers versus a fist and now what it will do for the purpose of this it will allow you to have joints where the base of the fingers would be but not the smaller joints yet okay um, so it can grasp like a claw more than anything else. Uh, Versus this like point. shoving it in there. Like yeah, Squidward. Just, yeah, exactly. So it has a little more motility. But uh, um, you did hear rumors of a master tinkerer the other night yes. in the bar that maybe you could uh, ask for and, some help. And I, I'm thinking on that as I'm doing this, channeling and thinking. Perfect. I imagine Roger looking at the uh, missed connections on the newspaper because he realized he had to stay both at, in role and on the job. So he couldn't, uh, you know, seize the opportunity even if he wanted to. So he's like, oh, who's this gnome? I don't even know her name. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and so that's what Magda was doing. What about the other two? You know, we've already heard Roger's thoughts on, you know, like missed connections. But what are you guys doing? Um, Vol's probably just going to get up, make some breakfast or whatever throw on his gear, his short sword, his bow, pull on his fancy new boots, and just wait there early where he's supposed to meet uh, Algira in the Protector's Enclave. Okay. Probably there about 30 minutes early. Awesome. And Roger? Uh, honestly, I, I feel like after the whole thing that happened yesterday, I would probably spend about maybe 15 minutes on the side of my bed. Just, uh, really 
thinking it over because I feel like uh, over the past 24 hours, Roger has been lost in thought about uh, a lot of things uh, about himself, about the things he can do, what he has done. I know it's, it sounds like really generic stuff. Uh, he looks over to uh, his armoire uh, with the dagger on it and uh, he actively avoids it and uh, he puts on his stuff and I think he would try to go meet up with uh, Magdor because he realizes uh, that he's been really distant to him to some extent so I think I would head over to the uh, the forge cool to see if he's there yeah so about you know so 15 minutes on the side of the bed maybe 15 minutes to get ready and get out um, it's not a long walk to Magdor's place, and you find yourself there about a half an hour before you need to arrive, and you see that he's kind of tinkering with his arm. Um, and if you wanted to talk to him, Abby's absolutely the, uh, the, his stuff doesn't require him not to be talking. It just requires him not to be doing anything else, like, intensive, so if you wanted to. But, yeah, I mean, you can knock on the door or whatever you'd like. Oh, is he inside? I, I figured he just likes to sit on the bench while he does this or something. Magdor? No, that was just at uh, <clears throat> the last town. A long saddle? I didn't have a room. Yeah, a long <laughs> saddle. Didn't have a room. Yeah, I have a room above the blacksmith or next to it. Oh. Uh, then, yeah, I would uh, try the knock to come in. <sighs> Who is it? Uh, it's me, Maggie. Who the hell is Maggie? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, I gotta get you mixed up with my twin brother. Uh, Magdor, how you doing, buddy? Uh, you're the boy, aren't you? Come on in. Well, uh, man, I did learn healing word, like, a couple of days ago, but yes, yes, uh, I, I walk in, and I, uh, close the door behind me, and, uh, I see him, like, moving the larger parts of his fingers, and it's like, uh, and, like, I baseball slide and my knee is probably getting like 50 splinters in my kneecaps as I like get, you know, look down. I was like, whoa, how'd you do that? My, my, my deity has imparted me a lot of knowledge, not just healing magics. Those are parlor tricks. Anybody can do healing magics, but uh, no, knowledge to work metal like a man. <laughs> like he kind of, like you, you see anime tears come from his eyes as he realizes he just got demoted from you know a man to just some guy that can say uh, healing magic. Uh, but he's like, I I guess I never really thought about it. Uh, I guess you are uh, a religious dwarf, aren't you? Uh, who do you follow? My who do I follow for my deity? Yes, uh, uh, you I praise the somebody... forge. Sorry. No, it's okay. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. A charismatic dwarf like yourself should never <laughs> apologize. Uh, I, uh, I praise the forge god Moradin. Uh, despite him allowing me to lose an arm, he has paid it back, I guess. Like a, a light bulb, just, you see the light bulb above, uh, Roger's head, but it just kind of, like, dims out. I'm like, ah, Moradin, uh, god of the dwarves. No, that makes sense. I... Don't you think actually. I had some complex backstory or some bullshit like that? <laughs> I'm still waiting for the beer tab. Uh, <laughs> we'll be out of the town before that, trust me. Magdor, I have a question for you. Mm, all right. Uh, 
if I could procure metals, uh, do you think uh, the skills of yours would be capable of turning it into armor? And he kind of perks up when he says metal, not like too attentive, just, you know, the shoulders kind of raised a little bit. Like, what what kind of metals are you talking about? I, I mean, not, nothing fancy. I mean, just like steel. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can do what you need. It's been it's been a long time since I've used an actual forge, about about uh, about a year now, but mm, I, mm. I can do with you like, what you need. You see, like uh, Roger, kind of like scheming, rubbing his hands down his uh, <laughs> beard and his seven gray hairs. Like, hmm, I see. Uh, if I could ever call on your services, I would be in your debt. Damn right you'd be. I'm an expensive dwarf. I I, I know. Uh, honestly, like, you're saving the entire team loads of money with the alchemy jug. I... I was... was the second best, but I don't know if I could say that anymore, but... I'll do for second you best. what you need. You've helped out plenty. <laughs> I remember... what? You're right, man. I can't say I've seen many people turn to ash before. Uh, you've never been to KFC, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> What, what, what in the morning is KFC? Uh, it's uh classic with a K fried chicken. Uh, there's a time where they just you know they take chickens almost whole and put them right into this vat of uh, cooking oil. But there's a time a oh. man fell into the flour and then fell right into the vat and God, it was awful. I, I feel like we're getting off track here. Is, is there something else you needed? I'm I'm a little busy here. Uh, well, I just wanted to say you did a good job yesterday, and I'm proud of you. Well, th thanks, I guess. I don't, I don't know what to say to that. It's okay, you don't have to. I'm trying to be charismatic. Uh, and then I start walking <laughs> towards the door. I'll see you at the uh, Protector's Enclave, where uh, I'm sure I, I got to get my report card reading. I'm sure wait, I will. Uh, wait before you go. Uh, are you wearing any armor? Uh, no. A sorcerer does not have any actual armor proficiency. Do you have, like, well, any clothing? Light armor or anything? No, I'm no? stark naked, Brandon. Yes, Jeez. I have clothing. <laughs> Can I do Blessing of the Forge to clothing? To get no. a plus one? No? I didn't think so. What about to his kazoo? Nah. To his kazoo? Make his, his kazoo plus one. You yes, can please. Make our ears bleed. My legendary kazoo, never used or mentioned in the podcast thus far, oh. has been His... hanging from my hip. Well, I could see it, so. It deafens sure, everybody yes. in a thousand mile <laughs> radius, including the caster. Well, everybody takes <laughs> psychic hours. damage. <laughs> 60 well, tenths psychic to, damage. Trying to help you out, but well, you, you got anything broken I could try to fix for you? Other than your I spirit. I do, actually. Oh. <laughs> well, I don't think you can fix relationships, so I I think that's something I got to do on my own. Well, here, l let and me at least give you a little <clears throat> guidance. And so I'm going to cast guidance on him and just touch his shoulder. I, like, I look at the watch and uh, being able to cast guidance, I know I have one minute to use it. <laughs> and so I just... Try to spin, uh, sprint a 15 minute walk <laughs> in the course of one minute. Uh, 
for the purpose of the narrative, we'll say that it, it it'll last until you need it. I, it, it's I probably should ask, guidance. what am I using this for? <laughs> and so I just touch him on the shoulder and be like, mm, guide, and then that's it. And just kind of go back it to my stuff. the scene of uh, the DVZ bridge series. Piccolo, how am I going to train? Dodge! Guide! Uh... Sorry. <laughs> God, Nando that, doesn't know this whole relationship stuff. This, you know? this is so literal. I'm going to give you some guidance. Guide. <laughs> like, awesome. So as you are working, you continue to work on your, your hand, trying to get all of those parts to function correctly. Magdor. Um, Roger, you leave? Question mark? Yeah. Uh, technically, I sprint because in <laughs> my head, I only have one minute. Yeah. Like, I, I say... Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> like mailman from Japan hat uh, salute, and then I just run. Book in it. Great. We'll say that Magdor's place was on the way, so that way it cuts a little bit into that walk uh, and/or brisk sprint. Uh, and you make your way to the bridge, um, and you see uh, you've probably got you're there about twenty minutes early, and you can see Vol uh, waiting, just kind of sitting on the like kind of leaning against the the edge of the bridge you know yeah, just watching just yep All, there, he's, you've always out. known him to be early so you're not surprised when you see him as you run up uh i would say probably once i get within vision i stop sprinting and kind of do that cartoon break stop where you know both feet in the ground <laughs> and realize that i have no idea what i'm about to do and like <laughs> unfortunately i i hate the say this to uh magdor branded but i feel like uh this guidance would go to waste because i'd be too locked up on trying to handle this situation that's right in front of me because that is a quest line i do not want to accept uh i eventually like pull myself together and i try to walk forward nonchalantly to uh also wait on the bridge near him but uh, I would say, given the uh, the mood I feel, uh, I wouldn't say anything. Okay. Do you say anything when he comes up and kind of perches nearby, Vol? Morning, boy. What are you right now, Tyler? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, the Maybe not retcon, but to further explain... When he was sitting on the side of his bed, you know, like he went to bed as a uh, standard, you know, default man number three. So the the human guy we all know and love, but uh, like when he was looking, you know, sitting in the thing, he was looking at his hands and feeling off. He, like right now, he like, so he's human right now, but uh, mentally he's not all there for it. If, I know that doesn't make sense, but I don't think the feeling makes sense at all anyways. Sure, so if as if maybe a change is on the horizon or like like as if he needs to find a more comfortable form for what he sees himself as or what what do you mean by that? Uh as time goes on, like <clears throat> he keeps like looking at his hands or whatnot everyone now and then and suddenly it, like he'll look and it feels like he's in another person's skin. Mm. Like it it feels like to him as a changeling you know sometimes that feels natural but it just feels like he's in the wrong body hmm. and hmm. uh 
he's been wearing a Halloween costume for one day too long, and uh, <laughs> it, it, it messes with him. He, he gets comfortable or uncomfortable and antsy around it while in it. Okay. And you are man number three currently, yes? Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm uh, choked on the nut, uh, default person number three. Cool. All right, so... And uh, Vol did say, good morning, boy, and I would simply say, morning, Vol. Then uh, I'll probably keep my eyes downcast at that point, okay. uh, waiting for our sick voice actor for Vol trying to say anything more than four words. My, my poor sick boy, I feel for you, man. It's It's... It's pretty bad. Um, I know I'm just trying to think of what Vol might say. Um, because all that's been going, like, Vol went straight because he took a hell of a beating. Uh, Vol was really just soaking up all that damage, and then he just went up, went back and rested up and came out here. Yeah, he's um, probably tender as shit right now. Like, well, this is not his leg day. Well, the level up helped. Um, but he's, he, he's a little sick for that. So that heroic vitality, man. Yeah. Those wonders. Um, as Vol, I don't know what happened last night, but it seems like you might have forgotten a lot of the things I've trained you on when it comes to doing a job. Could you explain? We were distracted all night. We were in uh, a ruckus bar. No, you couldn't. You couldn't hit. You couldn't cast any of your spells probably during an actual battle. Even before we entered that bar, it just seemed like you had something else on your mind and you were trying to prove a point. Yes, I was trying to prove a point. But I realized that it was the annoying caw of a crow to a deaf man's ear. I don't think my point will ever get across to you. But I realized that I have my own problems to worry about versus trying to focus on my problems with you. And... As it turns out, being a... Like, he's, like, looking at his hands again. Being a teenager has its negatives. Like, uh, he's not making coherent uh, sense at this point. Uh, but then he looks up at Vol. I missed. I... I missed. He was right in front of me, and I missed. I... I cannot, it is hard for me to understand the customs or the kinds of issues that your people have or the people in the city face, but that is not any, that is not my problem when it comes to doing a job. Whatever you were dealing with almost cost us the job. That's where my issue is. I... We'll reflect on this. If you have an issue with me, bring it up during a time where we're not working. Because when we're working, we have a we have a duty that we must attend to. Are we working right now? 
I don't know. Not well, not right now, not until Jira comes out. Does that mean we can smoke? You can, if you choose to poison yourself that way. Have I taught you nothing? No, he doesn't go on that rant. Um, <laughs> I, I learned it from you, Dad. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. I should have told you a joke. Now he's going to die. I need full action, but I need it oh. in increments because I need Nick alive. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the, the whole smoking thing. Uh, also, at this point, I want to say you're all amazing and everybody gets an inspiration point for fantastic character interaction um and all i can say is keep it up because you're doing amazing so i would probably summarize the conversation by saying something like uh vol i realize (laughs) that and like he looks at his hands but in like a different light it's kind of like uh trying to focus on something while still shaking in the background I can help other people do better. People like you. But when I try to better myself, it's almost uncontrollable. We've trained for so many years to make sure that I can, you know, control my powers in the heat of battle, but it seems like when it counts, I fail. I I make the effort, but the efforts go to waste. Maybe the time has come for you to find a proper mentor. Somebody who understands magic. Because this is beyond me. I honestly think I should just roll better, but yes, I I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I I said that out of character. Look, I'm still haunted by those two twos. I that was rough. Uh, that was fucking rough. But since it was role play, and we're gonna make it a uh, a report about it, uh, I'll probably come and say that would be nice. And it seems we may have just discovered somebody that could fit the bill. During all of our missions, having having your skill set has proved useful uh, and if there's somebody who can help you better that skill set then I'd be willing to help because all I know is to survive and to survive is us working and that's all I've ever been focused on I'm just concerned with you Vol since we're off the clock I'm going to say it now I feel like you've become complacent. And I think it's making you restless. You, you, uh, I can't give this reference because it wouldn't make sense, but you, you're like the retired soccer dad who wants his son to keep doing the stuff because he doesn't kick the ball nearly as much anymore, get the, the more goals, but it, it feels like you haven't been getting your adrenaline and it feels like it comes out on me sometimes. Complacency, I can understand. I haven't been challenged in a long time. But that doesn't mean you've had to stick around, especially now that you're of age. You can make your own decisions. Yes, I can. And I've made my decision. I am here. 
and so be it. Remember to keep your mind focused on the next job. I'm fine with you scolding me anytime I miss an attack. Just know that anytime I see you miss your sword, I'm gonna take your beer away. So don't miss. I like to see you try to take my beer away. You can berate me as much as you need, but take my beer away and then we'll have more than words to share, boy. <laughs> That's fine. I'd like to see what you can do to me now. And as did, you have this I, little sorry. bit of a moment here to get... I'm sorry, say, Magdor, what you Where's Magdor? Did, did I hear someone talk about beer? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you hear... Oh, I was going to say, for beer Magdor dwarf. walks up and you hear him say those words as he uh, walks up, you know, kind of saunters up as dwarves. You have a, sl a slighter gait. Um, and he walks up to you two, knowing that you have just a few minutes now to kind of, like, decompress as a group before you... Um, uh, before Elgira is likely to arrive. Hmm. <laughs> like, uh, I, I imagine Magdor coming up to the group for, like, when Roger is, like, showing a closed wound on his hip where he got fucking critted from the last fight and it's like they hit me one time with a crit or a, a very very critically strong strike <laughs> and then they winning and hit me another time I can't even show you what I could do uh, hit me I'm not gonna heal you you know if you have them hit you I don't care hit me uh, are, you, are you are you talking to me uh, like I am looking up at Vol, uh, I'm a foot shorter than you. I'm not like getting up to you aggressively, but I'm like two feet away. And I'm like, hit me. All right, I draw out my sword. No, I don't. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Before you do that, <laughs> with the fist, with blessing the fist. of the forge. <laughs> <laughs> I look at Magdor. You too. Good time for guidance. <laughs> um. Enough. You can just, now's, now's not the time for this uh, nonsense. Oh, I, I, I just wanted to show you I could maybe, you know, stop a punch or something. Roger. Me. I mean, Magdor. Uh, uh, I was thinking Sorry. about what you had said earlier with uh, helping you make some armor, and I was thinking I could do that with, with everybody and all of that. Uh, what do you guys think about Getting getting a place together, with with maybe a forge, uh, because I, I can't afford it myself. But if the three of us uh, worked something out, maybe with the Lord, I could help supply the town and you guys and all of us with armor and stuff for our adventures. I don't know if we could afford for that as is Magdor I, but I suppose there's somebody that could give us favors it would be the person we're going to be seeing in like 20 minutes I just I just a good, I, I a don't good know idea. If, if I could uh, convince him to give just me a, a favor like that well and then I as as, as Vol says as he Slaps Roger on the back of his shoulder, like playfully. We have oh, like he, playfully smack. He got his hands up, ready to like go, like freeze a shield or some shit. But then he realizes it's just like the pat in the back. He's like, <sighs> like well, drops his have... arms. Like, god damn it! 
this baby can fit so much convincing in him. And I said, <laughs> 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 um, Smacks Roger in the back. Uh, funny. We can make Roger, maybe make Roger annoy him and give him a place that we could use as a base of operations. Cool, that would... because I haven't been paying rent. Um, <laughs> right. What? Uh, he like uh, double gun fingers at you. No lie, I was probably gonna ask if I can move in because, uh, well, I, I think I'm screwed on the deposit. Let's put it that way. And like he like flashbacks to every time he fireballs the floor in anger or some shit and he realizes that he's mostly destroyed his room uh except for like the bed because there's scorch marks everywhere and he like flashbacks like perhaps we should find a place that's more uh flame retardant yes you see i may not understand the customs of of this place that we live in but even i can tell you that you should pay your dues on time i do my part for the company I just forget every, well, morning to walk over to the office and give them their, uh, I, I look at my, uh, log book. How much do I pay a month? I, I actually don't know. It's two silver. My two silver. Okay. So I guess this is something we should bring up to our benefactor then. Uh, find a place that we could use as a base of operations that, you know, the dwarf here could also use to make armor for us and possibly sell so that we have an income outside of the work that they give us. Uh, be nice to have a place to store all my weapons up. We, we could even Good. put chains uh, in there for you. Chains, yes. <laughs> Magdor, how did you know his dark secret? I've been to his room. We've been working together for a couple weeks now. <laughs> he never invites me to... Because you can't like, drink. Up, mm. <laughs> All the cool kids do. Like, he looks at two silver in his head and it's like, well, if I don't need this anymore, I might as well toss it for good luck. And uh, minor <laughs> illusion, me dropping uh, two silver coins as I slip the two coins back in my pocket as I drop it into the river below. You drop them into the river, but there's no sound of them hitting. <laughs> you, you just hear me going... <laughs> Whoop. <laughs> <laughs> awesome and as you kind of drop those off um you hear the footsteps on the opposite side from the protectors enclave side as several guards are walking along with Algira, and she says good morning gentlemen hi Algy. good morning it's good to see you all thank you for being on time if you would follow us um we will uh bring you to our meeting. Oh, uh, real quick, I, I just gotta take a piss. Please don't. I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We could go. <laughs> oh, you're funny. And then she just turns oh, around gosh, and starts walking. I think walking. he's actually doing it. <laughs> As we're walking, I'm gonna ask, uh, how are you feeling from from last night? Oh, just fine. We have. Uh, there's actually a cleric who specializes in healing magics who is able to take care of the. Good, a good portion of the, the wounds, and so there there might be a little bit of scarring from some of them, but for the most part, I, I remain unscathed. Goodness, I wish we had one of those. Uh, have you checked to see uh, anything about the assailants? We uh, um, we just kind of left them there. I 
did not. Um, I sent guards there afterwards, and they declared to me that the the scene was vacant. No remnants of our battle or the bodies that we left behind were there by the time I sent them, so. Strange. It is odd, but I believe we may be able to make some things more clear once we arrive. Do you know something about the situation we're about to find out? Yes. I see. Very well. And, uh... uh Roger decides, uh, instead of, like, trying to get paranoid about this, he's gonna just smooth past it. He's like, ignore your instincts. <laughs> awesome. Well, she turns then at that point and says, shall we go? Hi. Any uh, questions you have will be answered once you arrive. Feel free to openly ask whatever you need. Understood. Uh, yeah, Roger smiles at that. Okay, if you I insist. Just, I just don't want to talk about it here, you know. And so uh, she, because you can see, like, people are starting to get around. Some of the merchants are making their way to the Protector's Enclave, crossing the bridge. So people are passing by you as you stand on the bridge and speak with her. Um, and it's obvious she doesn't just was, doesn't want to talk about it too much more in the company of people who don't need to hear it. Um, and she turns. But and I thought we were walking. Walk. Oh, I mean, uh, like. Uh, you can't have been walking. Or? I thought you guys were still waiting, uh, talking to her on the bridge. It's a little hard to talk oh, and no. walk like that. So, oh, is okay. well, I was gonna Fair say, enough. as we're walking, can I ask her a question? You can. Uh, I just <laughs> she doesn't want to talk about that specifically yeah. anymore. Hey, hey, Algie, I uh, overheard a goblin talking the other day. Uh, well, yeah, last night. Mm. Um, about about a tinkerer. Do you happen to know of any good tinkerers in the area? Uh, yes. Are any that specialize in anything particular? Because tinkering is something that most gnomes are very good at. Um, but Just, there are a few of note. I, I want the best of the best. How about this? I know that through, you know, the channels that we have access to in the Protector's Enclave, we could reach out to them for you and have them find you. Is there I'm one glad. that does something specific with a certain type of metal or machination uh, that, you know, we could find specifically? Well, I, I don't know if you've noticed, but I don't have an arm. Uh, I had... <laughs> oh, really? You made a like, joke about, like, you know, know, making me a new one. Remember that? <laughs> That's right. I think I might have had too much to drink that day. It's possible. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's not trying to be offensive. He means no arm. that's a good one boy i have to remember that Uh, so i'm gonna hold up my arm and say uh i i have been doing a little tinkering of my own yeah little tinkering of my own but oh wow progress hasn't been uh progressive enough for me Mm. so if, if there's anybody who specializes in Gears or uh, iron machinations. Okay. Mm, gizmos. That way, next time, gadget. Next time. Yeah, moving next time. Moving, moving gadget. machines powered. <laughs> moving machines, preferably that. Uh, yes, with uh, um, uh, I, I don't actually know the right word. Uh, where it doesn't need any power to move, like magically powered no, machines. Mm, mm, because there are like people who work on those. Pneumatic or pneumatic? 
Yeah, like pneumatic. Like steam like or air power? Yeah. There are folks that do a little bit of that, but the more common, well, I guess the more reliable one is those done by artificers. I don't I don't know any artificing. I just have my iron. Well, I know some and I could uh, send their send them your way if that would be okay. Sure, but do you, do you know where I live? Of course. Oh, that's everybody knows, I guess. I mean, you're in the you're in the census, correct? Yeah. Is that what that paper was that I filled out? Absolutely. Oh. Information for the city so we know who's here, where they are, and how many are in each household. So, you, you shout aloud every ending of a meeting that you're going to the forge, and then you walk that way. I mean, <laughs> if I shouted, I go to 123 Cherry Maple Street every time I'm done talking to you guys. I mean, I guess I would expect people to pick it out, but... I mean, yeah, I guess getting a forge near, near the uh, tavern wasn't the best idea. Well, I'm sure it feels of home, though, yes? Oh, yes, yes. Good. But I'd probably minor the, or minor illusion, the sound of a hammer hitting an anvil, just kind of, just to replicate it for a minute. Uh, as <laughs> Bagdor <just> perks <laughs> up and just starts looking around. <laughs> uh, I would look around and take in the sights. Uh, what yeah. did we see? Protector's Enclave is absolutely lovely. Fold, did you have anything to add? I know that you as a person are not feeling amazing, but I just wanted to make sure that we didn't. You are a silent, no. strong silent type. Yeah, so. well, yeah, now it's, uh, you know, unofficially on the clock. We're going to go meet our benefactor and see what's going on. So I'm just kind of, or at least Vol is just kind of like plodding along, along with the guard, along with the escort and just keeping an eye out, but also paying attention to the conversations. Cool. Very good. Um, yeah, so making your way into the Protector's Enclave, you've been here before, as most of the markets are in the Protector's Enclave, but usually the merchants don't live there um, because it's the nicer part of town where they have, like, most of the nobles live here. It's more well protected. The guards, um, the, the, there's, like, more well-equipped guards. Uh, guards do, like, patrol around the rest of the city, but way less frequently um, than they do here. So it's a much safer place um, in general less shady shit goes on here uh, and much nicer. Like I said, a lot of uh, some of the like higher level, quote unquote, adventurers, um, the upper tier guys that do the big jobs for the big money um, have locations here, um, nicer bars, that sort of thing. So you're getting a much nicer aesthetic. Think if you're looking at wow, classic terms like Stormwind, beautiful white stone, you know, very well kept, nice shops, uh, kind of like a, you know, an old rustic, you know, uh, you know, German town vibe in some places with, but there's stuff together, kind of like the town, the house, the townhouses in San Francisco. Um, a real very, Frankenmuth. What's that? Oh, uh, sorry. I was saying it's a real Frankenmuth. Sure. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> Only half of us understand the reference. Yeah. <laughs> but either way. It's a uh, vacation town in Michigan that's uh, of heavy German aesthetic. Okay. So, sorry. No, I mean, as long as it hears, somebody hears it and goes, ah, then it's fine. It's, I love it. Now <laughs> I understand the next time you say it. So, perfect. Uh, hey, hey yeah. Algy, I've got one more question for you. Of course. Uh, how come Lord <clears throat> Neverwinter doesn't... Never Ember? <laughs> whatever. Uh, doesn't think you're worth a more 
experience protection. He trusts my opinion. And I thought you were good enough for the job. Oh, so you got us to save some money. All right, I, I understand. No, we would have paid anybody the same amount of coin. I just felt like you were well equipped for it. We, well, I'm not sure about we, but I specifically <laughs> saw you take hits that would have, would have killed me. Mm-hmm. It felt like you were protecting us at that point. Uh, I was being a little bit selfish in those moments because I understood the depth of the information I'd gained, um, which is why most of the spells I cast were self-protected, protective, and I took a chance to make sure that I was safe while you dealt with the combat. Um, I am small. a user of the arcane arts, so that much you know now after that. Uh, and I no. have some martial training, but I usually choose oh. not to employ it as my diplomacy is my strongest suit. I'm going to whisper to uh, Vol, but just a little too loudly. You know, I would have thought the elf would have been more of a archer or something, but... You know, what do I know? I mean, her quiver is a martial weapon. Didn't you see the the flying quarterstaff she have that with the, the pointy tips? I'm do you well to not to walk. Uh, I'd whisper back to Magdor, do you well to not assume uh, other people's uh, skills? That's how, that's how they'll take you by surprise. Yeah. I wasn't ready for this philosophy in the morning. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. If you must know, I came from a place where magic was very prevalent, and my aptitude for magic was much less than those of my brethren. So, um, I came here. I'm just, I'm just busting your balls, Algy. Don't worry. If I had some, you would be busting them so hard. And as she says like that, cracking eggs. you walk up like because you've been making your way up. The, the protector's enclave kind of progressively goes upwards. It like kind of circles oh, around and then kind of skitters back and forth upwards further and further into a place. There's more and more guards, uh, stronger people protecting different you know entrances. And Algira is able to get you in through all of them. Um, and eventually you make your way to an area that is there's large kind of like columns running along. Um, you ever saw Minas Tirith where it has that really cool at the top of it. It's got that large flat thing at the top of the castle where it comes out. But this is kind of that on a smaller scale where there's it's covered with these giant uh, columns that looks out over all of the Protector's Enclave and most of Neverwinter as you are well above most of the, the height of the, the, the le- what is it, elevation of the city at this point. And so as you walk up there, you kind of pass by this this long kind of kind of like sky dock, for lack of a better term, looking out over the whole city. And you see it really for the first time because you've never been this high in the city. And um, to your right, there is a large, large door that each one is probably six or seven feet wide and probably 15, 16 feet tall. And two giant, like they look like they're giants, like they look like statues at first and then you realize they are they're animated stone statues that as she walks up she says a word in a language that you don't really recognize and um the giants animate and reach for the doors and pull them open and inside you see a giant a throne room with the similar style columns as she kind of walks in and ushers you to follow and you see like it's very very nice um the trappings of wealth 
um, and importance uh, with the symbol of Never or Neverwinter kind of like on banners all over the place. And at the far end of the room on a, on a purple carpet that kind of runs through the middle of the room leads to a throne. And there are several very heavily clad guards to the right and left of a throne with a man you recognize as Lord Dagolt Neverember. And the doors shut behind you and Elgira bows and looks at you and gestures for you to do the same. <laughs> I give the curtsy. Vol doesn't bow. And Magdor goes, Oi, you must be Lord Neverwinter, huh? I would try to message Volb just wondering if he doesn't understand or if he just doesn't uh, you know he does understand he's like uh, in, in these cases the, the handshake is like you bend your back to somebody we Goliaths don't bend over for even those in higher uh, positions we show respect in other ways I will, I will address him I will address him as such but I, I shall not bow and like, do, nobody do you can say see that my face. In your in head stuff, right? You, yeah, you, like okay, the, cool. the soundless whisper. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Good. Paul would probably say that openly too if he was asked about <laughs> it. Yep. Roger, like, his face is down to the ground, or, you know, lower than anybody else. But if you're like to animate, show a camera from below, you just see this, uh, like, <laughs> oh shit. Uh, look at his face because he realizes uh, he didn't think about this because he's used to Volt treating Roger, but he didn't really consider how Volt would treat other people. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's like kind of frozen in this position and kind of like uh, mechanically raises his back up straight. And Man. then, like, he heard <laughs> Magdor just fucking you know shout, and I'm like, Yes. May, I, may I redcon something? I wouldn't, uh, Vol wouldn't bow. Maybe like the, the dude nod. You know what Is I mean? Is it like just a, like, like a, just like, like chin up? Head. No, no, like just nod of the head down. Oh, like, okay. So it is a recognition, but, but not it is like not. full on. Yeah, I think that's what he would do more because okay. it's it'd be unfair and far fetched for me to say that as long as he's been in the city, he still doesn't understand some things. He probably has slowly gained some understanding and knowing mm -hmm. who it is in front of him, he'd probably show respect in his way. And so that'd sure. probably be what it is. So just like a nod downwards. Absolutely. But, I, but he wouldn't Covers do the full bod. Uh, yeah. Puts his arms over his no gods, no rulers t-shirt that he has. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, as That's you sad. all do your own respective shows of respect, <laughs> um, Never Ember's eyes scan over uh, Algira and then, you know, you, you three. And he says, thank you for being here. Um, I just wanted to thank you for your service. Um, I, as Lord Protector, could not do all of the things that I need to do to keep the people of Neverwinter safe, and you've done this city and its people a great service. And as a result, I wanted to make sure that you had a chance to voice any questions and concerns, and if you were willing, bring you further into the fold if you would be willing to assist us further. I asked this out of character about how far are we from this person? I'll be about like 20 feet, you know, it's like okay, so 10 we're, feet we're to like the stairs. Close, not like, yeah. 
bottom of the stairway, you know, 50 feet away, he's shouting to us. Uh, okay. No, yeah, it's it's pretty personable. He's not acting like a king. He's just acting more like I have importance and this is how I show it. You know, he you've know everyone. Some people call him the pretender because they think he's two faced, but other people really respect him as Lord Protector. And he's taken that title very seriously. Um, so there's kind of like a mixed bag of what people think of him. But so far, it seemed as though that he's at very least willing to, you know, show thanks, even though you're, quote unquote, below his position, you know. Um, but is, yeah. Glenn, is he handsome? He is. Let me actually pull up there's There's a I pulled up the description. He has pumpkin brown hair deep set eyes and broad shoulder shoulders and he was Seasonal. often called like a lion of a man um for both his appearance and his like the weight that he carries himself um and he has a, a very so. thick beard if you imagine um oh my gosh what's his name oh my gosh i'm gonna i'm gonna blank Carrot on top? his name no, no. Beefy carrot top. No, he's got like like white and gray. It's like his hair is graying. He's aging. So his it's like a That's dark really auburn pumpkinish color, but then like he's got like streaks of gray and white kind of moving in through it. His hair sweeped back shorter. Um but he's Arthur it's a character, Weasley. No, I the just, character uh, from Game of Thrones who Lord is Stannis? Tyrion's Stannis Baratheon mixed with Doctor Strange, if you think yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of like in the face. Oh wait, no, sorry. Doctor Strange. I thought you said the doctor in my head. I'm like, okay, that's no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm shutting up. And his color is like, like I said, it's like kind of like a deep royal purple. And he has like a really cool, like he's not sporting his war armor at this point, um, but he looks awesome when he does. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's the not his presence is strong, but he is, seems willing to listen to your concerns and questions. So it seems as though the floor is open to you. To, and he's got a little bit of a smirk on his face as if recognizing that maybe our dwarven friend has not <laughs> exactly been in the presence of like more important people quote unquote um, it humors him he's not offended by any means so but it floors yours can I make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened by his frightful uh, presence uh, if you want to uh, no, I don't. If you I think you would to have to make, make a, per- it's up to you too. Like if you think you would have to make a performance check to try and maintain your composition around this guy, uh, totally up to you. But I like to see that more in the role play than anything else. So <laughs> go for it. Yeah, Let's no. see what. What do you got for Never Ember? <laughs> Boy, do you wanna do you wanna take the lead on this? You're the one who had all the questions, and I'll kind of put my hand on his back and shove him forward a little bit. You, you watch as the carpet like kind of gives this grinding noise as the my boots slide across it, <laughs> unmoving, and as I get pushed uh, like a foot and a half forward, and uh, I kind of like turn my head and look over at Algira because like he realizes that he was going to be talking to Lord Never Ember, but then he realizes he's going to be looking and be in the presence of Lord Never Ember. It's like saying, I could beat that guy in a fight, but then you go and you actually see the guy. He's like, oh, I'm here. This, <laughs> this, this is, is happening. I'm going to... like. I think sorry. I got stage fright. I'm going to uh, look over to Roger and go, thumbs up in the air and go, guide. <laughs> 
And you look at Algira and she kind of just gives you like a nod of like, yeah, go for it. Ask whatever you it's she's saying, go for it. Um, before he carries on, how many uh, you said there were guards in the room? How many <laughs> guards are there in total? Uh, you can see at least two of the most imposing physical specimens you've ever seen. Kind of like if you, in the dope style of Neverwinter's like armor, which is very sweeping and silver, um, that armor, they're all wearing full plate mail and they have giant halberds and they're probably at least seven and a half feet tall, but all you can see is eyes within the plate mail and the eyes are, I don't want to say monstrous because it looks like they have skin but their eyes are almost it's like they're they're odd colors in that they're like a yellow and a green and they look slitted as if they're not fully human right or they're there's some sort of interesting type of race that you may not have experienced before um okay but they look very very big and imposing those are the only two in the room okay so uh just to say from Tyler to Nick, some Lady, Lady Lucia level looking characters. Uh, yeah. Please be, please, not the metagame, please be careful if you're about to do something. Uh, I guess I would uh, look like with Roger with uh, stage fright, I would look up at uh, Lord Neverember and I go, hey. Do you have any questions <laughs> like, for me, young man? Please don't think of this as uh, this is. There's no formality in this. I promise you that. I have these guys here because I'm supposed to and I have to. But I promise you, if I needed to deal with you, I could do it myself. So oh, there's I'd like no. To see you try. <laughs> Just yell for you're, the court. You're a, you've I, I got like, a quick yeah, master for that fight. <laughs> the spirit that Algira told me that you three have is evident, um, both in your presentation and your speech. I am happy to have you in service of the city of Neverwinter, but please feel no qualm in voicing your concerns. I'm just here to listen and make you feel as though I, I want I want to bring you in to my closest ranks should, you know, time and, you know, circumstances permit it. This is just the first step. I am going to make a uh, charisma check to myself to see if I can't talk myself into like getting back into my persona, because like I said, I'm still shaky on how I am right now, and uh, mm -hmm. I'm gonna see what I get just for fun. Okay. A sixteen. Sixteen is cool. not bad. Yeah, you're feeling pretty they, good. They, that's what you know, it's like. <sighs> like the, the the big uh, deep sigh, like Lord Never Hember. As somebody who has truly given their passion to the city, it is without much uh, alarm that you would uh, summon lowly figures as ourselves to be called into your service. Uh, for somebody who has as grand plans as yours, how do you feel that somebody like us would fit into them? Sometimes the best stories are written without plans. Algira trusts you. You are the ones who have the most experience with what I may task you with, should you be willing. And so your knowledge and experience and Algira's 
confidence in your abilities and ability to get done what must be done is what I'm basing this on. Sometimes a good leader has to go with their gut and trust those who they deem and I trust her, therefore I trust you. I believe it is with due importance that we hear what you have to say first uh, before we start trying to make requests. Uh, the, the dogs may bark, but the, the snap of the heel will make us quiet. I. What can we do for you? As you know, odd things are afoot. When you are in politics and places of power, people are always vying for that seat. Being at the top means that you're constantly fending off those who would steal your position, whether for good or for bad. More often than not here, it seems as though that has been for the worse. As my intention is to make this city as great as it can be, my intention is to protect the people as well as I can. And to make it, no, nay, continue to have it be the jewel of the North, the cosmopolitan of the Sword Coast. Now, I don't think, and he seems to pause for a moment as he is being very choice with his words at this point, you can tell. Uh, I guess I would say aloud, please, my lord, I assure you we are open with you and I implore you to be the same with us, as long as it doesn't compromise your safety, of course. It's less mine than it is yours, but you are in enough and you've experienced those who may attempt to harm you and those I care about, so I believe that you are already in whether or not you want to be. Bregan to Earth is a group of exiled drown. They left Menzel Berenson, and as far as I know, they still have operation there. They a bit, are a bit nefarious, but more than anything, they simply look out for their own and their own well-being. Um, they have taken up residence in the Tower District somewhere, and we've been hearing rumors that Luskin, the town to the north, which is... And you would all know what Luskin is. Luskin is a town that within about the last 20 years was at open war with Neverwinter um, and eventually backed off because they didn't want to be at war with the Lord's Alliance, which is all the major towns on the Sword Coast. Um, there is a, a town to the north that has been trying to get its fingers into the underbelly of Neverwinter, reaching out to somebody named Sibson Argan. He was a member. He, he was a member of the Brigand to Earth until recently when he was when he left. Now my contacts heard that he was being reached out to by odd folks, people from out of town who seem to have nefarious ideals. We didn't know what they were, but of course we had you know, them tailed, listened, followed to as much as we could to try and just glean if there was a, a larger threat looming. Now, it didn't really bother me that much until I found out that the the merchants whom you um, brought back to us 
gave us some information that eventually led to understanding that Sibson was the one who seeded within their ranks what they should do. He was attempting to undermine those in, in my party who would be attempting to make the city better by attempting to take advantage of those who, you know. So basically, he went to them when they did not receive their tax break. They were frustrated, understandably, but common folk would never strike back at their own for the sake of, that is counterintuitive, even for the simple man. But he convinced them that this was the best plan possible, apparently. Because we found out that Sibson was masquerading as someone else through a disguise of some sort. They did not know they were speaking with a drow. They thought they were speaking with another member of the Merchant's Guild, another townsfolk person, just a common man. And we found out that that's who that was and that he had recently been exiled. So that meeting that we had was with Bregan to Earth to speak with them about him. And we don't know who has been influencing him, but he recently left Bregan to Earth after being disorderly, disobeying orders, leaving um, when he should have been doing jobs for them because they are very, um, I don't want to say gang-like, but they definitely have an order about them that is not necessarily democratic. But he left and hit their people have found similar things that he had been speaking with those outside of Bregan to Earth possibly divulging secrets, and they were very, very close to brandishing out their own form of justice when he left just four or five days ago. And he mm. was apparently headed north to Luskin. Now, I would have you, if you would be okay with it, seek him out in Luskin, and bring him back. Need he be... I like, I, I make the hand motion of uh, implicating, you know, alive or dead. Oh, absolutely alive. There are ways to get within a mi um, the mind of someone, whether or not they want you to or not. And if he's being influenced by someone, possibly magically, we may have to break through that barrier with magic. That, that seems kind of a a big job for uh, uh, likes of us. I trust you, and so does Eldira. Now I Reggie would give like you obviously like puts his fingers to his lips. To this his is a bit door. of espionage, so we want you to go there, find him, tail him if you can, find out who he's been associating with, and if you agree, I have a scroll of teleportation. Once you have apprehended him, you can use the scroll and it will bring you back to Neverwinter instantaneously once you've found out information, all the information you can without, you know, people when they're not looking to hide things reveal more than they ever could when asked. So if you can follow him, if you can find out what he's been doing, maybe you can find out more than we ever could by interrogating him. And if we have to, we will try to reach into his mind. But we need to find out who is trying to reach in and undermine the well-being of the people of Neverwinter because this may be much larger than we think. Do you have a drawing or some kind of description? Yes. Of him? He is 
though I do know that he has disguised himself before, possibly by magic, as they had no idea that he was even a drow. Um, in his drow form, he has like silvery white hair that is usually just loosely pulled down around his face. It hangs, he does not braid it or do anything outside of that. It is about shoulder length. He has purple eye, or sorry, red eyes. Um, and generally his, he has charcoal gray skin. So it's kind of in middle realm as far as the tonality that drow usually have. Um, he wields a short sword and a hand crossbow usually. And generally his attire is a black leather with a cloak covering most of it. But like I said, he could change his form. So I don't know if he will be taking on another appearance. It will be, it will be difficult and you may have to spend some time there. So I wanted to give you coin, give you clothing because Luskin is very far north and it is cold. And the coin is minted in Luskin. So that way you will not draw attention while you were there. Um, that would be the job and the pay, honestly. At this point, this is the sort of job that's going to take time, effort, resources, so that pay is negotiable by what you may need or want. I, I want a house. You want, like, Meg. a house? Yeah, Roger, Roger can tell you more. What the, yes, please. the, the kind dwarf means, uh is we've been long due as a team to assemble under a base of operations, if you will. Mm. Uh, the strategy cannot be discussed within you know, loose walls of our own homes and unsecured places, and it would be nice to have a household that we could assemble a mm. place what, what? secure. One with the blacksmith, too. <laughs> I sigh and I say... I just imagine he, like, one. jumps into the camera frame and just says these things, <laughs> like... <laughs> From behind why he just kind of peeks his head. <laughs> and he I, I assume he means, uh, specifically a forge and anvil, uh... Like, I, I kind of, like... Uh, it's kind of like ordering fast food and you're the passenger. I'm like, <laughs> do you mean a blacksmith, like, an actual person? Or, like, a location? <laughs> like, do you want that medium or large? <laughs> Large. Well, small. I'm, I'm not very big myself. Oh, you'll be growing up. You can get a medium. Uh, no toy. As I look over at my McDonald's kids' toy, I have. Uh, so, yeah, I like. I did. I ascribe to him like this ideal notion of some kind of base of operations that maybe he can procure for us. Hmm. Yes, it'd be nice considering if we were to enter a long-term relationship with you. Uh, for us to have a place prepared before we are to set out or a place in the city if we were to do a job in the city. Now, there are several options for this. If you just need a place to stay, um, that is simple. I could find somewhere where you could all three share a three bedroom. It would have a lavatory as well as a place where you prepare meals. That could be provided for you today um, within whatever section of the city that you need. Um, but what you're asking for with a forge is something that is usually in the likes of a guild hall. Now, that would be a little <laughs> so side eye. That would be a little more expensive. 
and may need more than one job to complete um, as there are taxes and fees and, you know, works craftsmen that would have to be paid to craft and build this place unless we could find one that is no longer in use. Um, but I don't know, you know, the real estate market myself, so we would have to do some research. Um, uh. But on top of that comes the idea that if you wanted to, you could register as a guild within the city and receive more work, uh, receiving jobs from all over the Sword Coast, if you should, should so choose, um, once it's completed. Uh, Is I, there... An, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I just have two jokes, so these these have nothing okay. other than me being funny. The uh, first one is, uh, <clears throat> I'm sure we can manage someone, or to convince someone to uh, <clears throat> move out. Uh, I have four gold. Is that enough to cover the taxes? <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Simply oh, enough. Okay. There are is a guild there... hall is a great responsibility and would cost a lot to build and maintain. But the amount of coin that you could make in bringing in recruits and doing your 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 build your aptitude to gain more work is consistent could absolutely increased. Um, should you choose that path, which it could be done, it would just take a little more time and work to pay off. I also appreciate our Californian upstart attitude about, uh, you know, making our own guild, but is there any guilds here that are already established? There are, if you wanted to join them, um, but that would be completely up to you. Um, we could pay your entry fees into guilds, um, and they most most of them would have a forge and anvil. But it's up to you. Today, our services are yours. Uh, if you have further use of us, obviously we would be there to listen. If. Uh, <laughs> I saw and I pointed at the dwarf again, ready for another joke. No, this time is serious. If we uh, do join or start a guild of our own, would that terminate our employment with you? Absolutely not. Once you're within the fold with me, uh, the trust is built over time and through consistent work and honesty. I don't associate myself with people who are dishonest. So if that is something that becomes a problem, then then that would be the only reason I would terminate my relationship with anybody. So as long as you're honest with me and you do the work that I ask, there is no issue. Even if you can't complete a job, if it's due to something that is out of your control or the happenstance that, you know, something much too powerful or beyond your means came about, you may not receive pay, but by no means does that mean that I do not trust you. It just means I'll be a little more cautious in what I ask you to do. That's understandable. Uh, um, yeah. In terms of our I accommodation for the moment, I wouldn't mind. I think we'd all be okay with us sharing a place for now um, and the whole force thing. Um, building that into our property sounds like a nice uh, ideal for the dwarf here because I don't think we're ready to start our own guild. That'd be way too beyond our heads right now. Mm. Uh, but that's not something that's an immediate necessity. Because um, 
Magdor here has his own forge he likes to go lay beside every night after after a good round of drinking. So I'm okay with that taking some time, but us living together would be nice to prepare. Absolutely. If you if you need access to a forge, Magdor, then the the, the Protector's Enclave Forge is yours. Obviously, oh, sure. you'd be required to bring your own materials and tools, but you can use the forge and the and the anvil there. They're yours to use. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you, uh, Mister Neverwinter. Mister is the most formal I'm going to get out of you, isn't it? Uh, don't press your luck. <laughs> and he laughs. Better and he than says, misses. So, would you be willing to take on this job? I know that, uh, Roger, it seems as though you've got something on the end of your tongue that you'd like to get out as well before I, you know, finalize anything with you all. Before uh, before anybody <laughs> continues, <laughs> I just want I to say... I pull out the katana. <laughs> when it comes the to zoom bad and doing jobs, tracking enemies, escorting things... That is where I excel at. But when it comes to thinking through a plan and politics, the boy here is probably smarter than all of us in that regards, and maybe even more so the dwarf than me. So <laughs> if, 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 you're they're, about... if they're okay with whatever we're about to get into, then I'm probably okay with it, because that, all that means is that I have to point my sword at somebody and slash. And it seems as though we will need all of your skill sets, if you agree. Which is why... We want you three. Now, Roger, what did you have to say? Uh, maybe I don't know how Vol would react to this, but Roger actually has like one arm placed against the Goliath, and uh, he's leaning a little heavy. Like, uh, he's starting to get the shakes again, and uh, like, uh, like he's starting to see double at this point. And, like, he's feeling, moving his fingers a little bit, and this is clearly obvious, I think, uh, that he's not doing too well. But he's feeling the bone move against the skin, and it's freaking him the fuck out. Uh, and he just kind of, like, uh, starts to stammer us. Um, uh, Somebody who disguises themselves. Seeking out the mannerisms is... Also, my specialty. I think you chose well, Lord Never Ember. And uh, when you say that, you kind of feel this odd feeling, uh, Roger. Yes. And it's almost like, you know, not, it's like a, it's nails on a chalkboard, but metal in your head that sound you feel the sound in your brain and you hear a deep woman's whisper and it says yes prove yourself find this masquerader like i'm, I'm i froze in place at this point at these words and Cold sweat drips off my face. And I, I just kind of like, maybe my hand on Vol just like slowly clenches onto like cloth or whatever armor just to hold myself in place. 
and I I would message to Vol. We need to get out of here. Is there anything else you need from us, my lord? Um, is he okay? As he's now like he's, it seems that his eyes have like stopped on your friend who's in a cold sweat at this point a few times, but he's kind of, of you know, not really worried about it. And all of a sudden you saying, you know, it's like almost you're putting an end to a conversation that's been happening when it doesn't seem natural. <laughs> and so he goes, is he all right? Should, uh, should Motos, we get him some uh, water? Done. No, Tyler, you rolled something. Uh, Oh, I rolled the wrong thing for stuff. I was going to roll to see if my character would be able to uh, try to pull himself together, but I realized I made a saving throw versus a charisma check. Oh, it'd be a performance check. Okay. Uh, well, I rolled a uh, a 20 for my charisma check, so uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to add my uh, plus uh, two proficiency to that for a 22. Yeah, no, you kind of understanding that, you know, you're not exactly letting off the right vibes at this point, quickly snap to and your your charismatic self kind of just comes back and you appear perfectly normal, no longer clinching. This thought definitely in your mind, but on the outside, perfectly normal. Absolutely. Yep. Like my eyes might be a little glazed at this point as like I'm going through the motions, even though my body isn't into it. I just go, Lord Never Ember, I apologize. I uh, unfortunately took a uh, quite a blow last night, and it seems that my uh, my recovery is not as well as I thought it was. Uh, oh. Much like my comrades, and I'm sure you spoke with El Giro, we suffered devastating hits for that. And he snaps, and... Um you hear one of the doors creak open off to the side of the room and like an old lady in like a, she's kind of leaning over. She's got like a hood up and she just kind of walks over slowly on a cane and she says, yes, Lord Nether Ember. What? What's do up, we Ember? still have our weapons? You do. Absolutely. All right. As soon as I hear the door creak, I just pull out my war hammer and just kind of turn and see that. that. I'm like, oh, and then I put it back. And he says, it's fine. And he says, Magdalene, please, could you help our young friend over here? It seems as though he sustained some injuries the other evening, and I wanted to make sure that um, it was on our behalf. I do not want anybody to suffer more than they should for the sake of us. And she says, yes, my lord. And she starts to like, clop, 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 you know, with her little uh, walking stick over to you. And she says, give me your hand. I... Thank you. Uh, I have no idea if there's traces of poison as, like, he reaches his hands towards her. And she takes your hand and closes her eyes. And you feel warmth radiate through you. Mm. And, um... Like when you pee your pants in the pool. When you pee your pants in the pool, yeah. It's just that, honestly, it's kind of like, I don't know. It's that feeling of relief, honestly. When you blow your nose and it feels really good and you feel open. 
you know, you have something spicy when you're sick and it just clears you out. Like that oh, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Nick's like, yeah, I want that feeling. <laughs> when you check your exam grade and you see that you got the score you wanted to, and it's like, oh, thank God. Just no more anxiety. <laughs> and so she's holding your hand and you feel that warmth through your body and any sort of like lingering issues. If you had any sort of like in your character flaws, you had like, like a, like I, you know, I have a, a crinky neck, you know, or anything like that, that you imagine for your character, you feel that alleviated. Um, but then also, you feel that that warmth kind of stop around your chest and not really penetrate past the center area there, kind of where at the center of your of your chest, where your uh, what is that called? Sternum. Sternum. There it is, where your sternum is. <laughs> and um, okay. And then you see her eyes because they've been closed this whole time. They kind of like furrow a bit as if she's a little confused. And then she opens her eyes and looks up at you and winks. And then she goes to each one of the other ones of you and, and puts both of her hands up this time, reaching for Vol and, and Magdor and says, come, come, we will make sure you are all feeling well. <laughs> I oh yeah, head. that's the stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, she does the same thing for you, but you all feel the same feeling, but it goes all the way through past your sternum, your whole body. And as she turns, um, she, um, she grabs your hand one last time, Roger. Yes. Um, and tries to clasp it in both of her hands. Do you allow her to do this? I, I think like I would she, be in shock at this point that I wouldn't be able to stop her. Like, okay, uh, yeah, she character. just reaches for your hand, and if you put it out, she puts her other hand on top of it, and you feel something inside of your hand now. And she says, be well, friends, and she looks at all of you still holding your hand. And um, I would probably close my fist around whatever... Yeah, and she me. takes her hand away and she says she kind of plops back over to Never Ember and um, and uh, with her cane, she just kind of kneels a little bit and does, does kind of like the kind of a little bit of the bro nod that, you know, Vol gave. But it's just because she's an old lady that can't really bow too much more. She's got kind of like an arch right, back right. already. <laughs> and she says, anything else, my lord? And he says, no, that will be all, Magdalene. Thank you very much. And she clops back off. And she's out and he says, are you feeling better? I'm so sorry for that. Um, I know that sometimes work is arduous and difficult and you may not be able to receive that sort of healing while in Luskin, but I hope that you don't receive anything like what happened the other day while you're there because you should be hopefully able to keep your cover and he looks at Magdor and says should you all be able to keep a still tongue you you should be fine I bow as low as uh, I physically can uh, I'm not sure if because I'm a changeling I could like literally like bend my kneecaps inward and just go like <laughs> nose to the floor but it, uh, as low as naturally possible trying to look gracious and I say a, a lord such as yourself need not apologize for the trifles of men. Then I'll, uh, I'll playfully slap Roger on the back. I don't know what's gotten into him. He's, he's a lot more, uh, a lot more reserved than he usually is, but worry not about the dwarf. Uh, every good hunt requires a good distraction. And, uh, <laughs> he has proved to be useful when he swings that hammer. So is there any other payment that you would require other than housing? At all! <laughs> like, he squeaks out loud. <clears throat> Steal in guts if you think they could be acquired or oh, the absolutely. gold the gold equivalent I have not 
gold uh, gold pieces. How 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 many would you be needing? Uh. I do not know how much you feel the job is worth, and so if you could give me the equivalent to that, in the end, I believe I'll need 50 gold pieces worth. Amazing. Yes, and that's your pay? What about you, Vol, Magdor? What for you? <laughs> I look up at Vol like, he's given us at least 50 gold worth of shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> Dwarf, why don't you go ahead? Oh. I have to think about this. <laughs> As uh, old starts to Google. I I like toys. Uh, the the alchemy jug, and I'm assuming I have it on my back here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's fucking cool. Uh, I, I Isn't want, it? We we don't see stuff like that in the dwarven lands. We just have you know iron and steel and. <laughs> Not I got much. that one from a from a white dragon's hoard. Yeah, I, I like it. so anything cool. That's fine by me. I can't even begin to imagine the kind of stuff you've got hidden here. So any toy, yeah, something of use. I I think I can think of something. So upon completion, so far we have fifty gold worth of steel ingots for Roger and oh. some sort of toy for Magdor. And 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 information. Information. Uh, what would you be requiring? Uh. So Magdor Magdor wouldn't keep anything really. He's not good with secrets. So, uh, I uh. My my deity asked me to find a metal that could progress the dwarves. As and, a race. As a race, and I just I don't. I don't know where to start. It's been about a year now, and I've made mm. no progress. A metal that would progress the dwarves. That does surprise me, as I thought that retaking their home would have netted that sort of thing for your people. Have you? Have they not found anything this, deep within? This isn't something that my people have asked for. Oh. This is something my deity has asked me to search for. Well, I will make sure to keep my ears open as this is something very interesting to hear that Morden would have had one of his followers try to find a metal to progress their entire race but it's not beyond the dwarves to advance because that's what they've always done they are hardy people I will keep my ears open and if I do hear anything I will let you know and, and still the toy too of course <laughs> Yes, uh, he, he he loves bags, and he is a uh, tricky fellow. Hmm. Hmm. I think I get your drift. Uh, but but what about you, Vol? But you're the tricky one, Roger. Uh, like finger up to his lips. <laughs> Personally, I think I'm side. As much as I like the gold, I do like useful items. So, yeah, if I could get even 20 gold and in something useful that I could use on other missions, jobs, hunts, escorts, um, whatever you might have in your possession or that you'd be able to procure that you'd be willing to award me upon completion of this, I'd be okay with. Okay, some coin and something useful. You're very practical 
people and I appreciate that about you. I used to adventure myself, so I understand the need for useful things because you run into a lot of things when you're looking out into the wilds for treasures or nefarious people. Um, great, so I will have Elgira procure a place um, here, is there a specific place in Neverwinter which you would rather have your uh, apartment, the place that your house, wherever, whatever we find for you? Um, I think for uh, Magdor here, somewhere close, uh, equally distant from a bar and from a forge and not in too nice of an area because that's where the bar is the most boring. <laughs> that sounds about right, but not somewhere too far from here, because if we're going to work with you, I don't, I don't want to have to walk too far. <laughs> yep, I feel that. I may know of a place, and he kind of nods at Algira, and she walks out of the room. <laughs> bye, Algira. <laughs> she says, bye, Maggie. <sighs> And uh, and he says, <laughs> like I, I give the double emotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she and he says so. Algira uh, will look to procure that for you. I think it may end up being in the district of the Protectors Enclave that is closest to the docks. Um, it is where several of the adventurers' guilds are located. There are a mm. few raucousy bars there as well as not too far of a jaunt to get here if you ever need to use the forge so hopefully we can find something in that area it's a little nicer than maybe you wanted but the oh, bars are, are the good effort. and the company is good there so and sailors know how to drink so and like-minded adventurers as well and then we have, and he's he's kind of, it's like he's been keeping track of all of this in his head, but then at this at some point you realize, and this is something I just realized, is that Algeria has been writing down these things bef until before she left. So it's like she's keeping track of it. She's in charge of kind of locating these things for you. Um, and for you, Magdor, whenever you all inevitably return successful, because I trust and believe that you'll be able to do this, the ingots because storing that many ingots or so, yeah is, is are these ingots for magdor to use are you uh you're asking magdor are you asking me now or yeah and he looks he looks at you roger and says are these for magdor to use i know he is a, a smith but i did not think that you were uh it's amazing how much you know about us cool uh <laughs> good old roger's back anyways you don't uh, smith well, uh, if I don't sound like Stan Smith, then it uh, sounds like I'm doing my job wrong. <laughs> All right, Roger. Uh, anyways, uh, yes, uh, the ingots are for my friend here. Great. Then I will have them left in the forges so that you do not have to store them. And if he, and since it would be Magdor using them, then they could be there because then whenever he needs to use them, they will be close by. Excellent. Uh, where should we take or accept the dossier and invoices for these things? If you leave here, um, there will be will die. an I, office <laughs> outside of the front. If you head down the stairs and about halfway down into Perfector's Enclave, I have an area that Algira is at. It's her office, actually. It's close by, probably only a five minute walk. And she will provide the supplies needed for the mission, as well as um, the clothing, the coin, and any items you would need. Um, 
as well as the, the specifics of the job. Thank you. Very good. Uh, um, do you have any leave. other questions for me um, before you head out? My favorite food, favorite color, anything like that? I, I bet I can guess your favorite color. What's that? Uh, green. As I looked down at the purple carpet. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say orange because of his hair. No, you got me. <laughs> and he says, very good guess. But I've stuck with the purple motif in all ways. <laughs> Anything else that you may need? Are no, my you... lord, I'm okay. Okay with us as our team. We have several unique properties of ourselves that gives us uh, a unique edge in battle uh, and whatnot. Uh, provided it is not to the detriment of the kingdom, are you okay if we keep our secrets? Absolutely. To me, you are a very strong Goliath who keeps his word and does the job. A master, dwarf who, okay. a master dwarf who, who, who may be a little loose of tongue, but is pure of heart and follows his God to help his people. And a human who seems very adept and charismatic beyond even myself at times. I do believe that your skill set together will create a conducive environment for success within anything I may ask of you. And until proven otherwise, I will believe that. King's honor, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, no, 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 no. No kings here. No gods, no kings. Roger <laughs> runs out of the building. <laughs> and he says, is there anything else I can do for you? Oh, I think uh, we shall take your leave. I bow oh, even he, deeper. He stands uh, up and begins to. Oh, you had something to say. I'm sorry, Magor. I was going to say, oh, by the way, I accept the job. Uh, oh, great. Good, good. I guess I didn't really get a formal yes except from Vol, so thank you, Magor. And I'm just for formalities, Roger, you will be accepting the job as well. Back is all the way to the ground. You see a thumbs up. Very excited <laughs> to track elves again. It's been too great. long. Great. Um,. I would love to hear some stories, but for another day. And he walks up and the guards curiously just stand there. You can tell that they're following him and you, but they don't move when he walks forward and he leads you to the, that big door. And um, and there's like a, a rune on the wall and he puts his hand up to it and the doors begin to open. I would like to imagine oh. Roger still bowing and I just drag him along because he's, he's just walking stays. <laughs> no, he just stays and I'm just pulling him along the floor. Uh, I would probably ask aloud, Lord Never Ember, uh, as someone who's fanciful in the arts of magic, I, I don't think I recognize the language that was used to protect these halls. Uh, do you speak Sylvan? That makes sense. Uh, alas, it is in I only the Sylvan tongue. Ah. Alas, I only speak Elvish, uh, which mm. is kind of like the Noablo Espanol equivalent. <laughs> it is the mother language of Elven, I believe. But some would disagree. 
different schools of thought. Yes. We got this magic uh, from some friends in the Feywild who allowed us to enchant great things. And he kind of gestures at the the massive stone doors that have opened. So, and he says, uh, gentlemen, it has been a pleasure. And I look forward to seeing you on your successful return. Cool. Thank you. And I give him another head nod. I'm worried about it, so I just kind of grunt. <laughs> like, I, I'm pretty sure uh, if what Vol described was like, I'm bowing, but I haven't moved. So he kind of picked my the back of my cloak or whatever up, kind of like a briefcase. And he's just kind of walking with me hunched no, forward. I'm, no, I'm dragging you along. Okay. And being tall behind me. Checks out. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> Great. And so the big massive doors, uh, when he when our when he moves back, uh, the big giants from outside kind of like shut them behind you. And now you just have to go to the office to receive the dossier as well as the equipment and items that you will need for this quest. And yeah. What you wanna do? Which way do we go? And um you say that to one of the guards or something? Yeah. Or just and out one loud. of the guards says where are you going, sir? Uh, I said Ojiro's office. If you take the left pathway, follow it, it will circle down and around for about two or three minutes. You'll pass by three or four cross streets. On the fourth cross street, it will be on the corner to your right. Uh, I hope you wrote that down because I'm not going to remember. Understood. And then I'll just start walking that way. And the funny thing is, too, like, he was never looking at you. He was just straightforward addressing you, eyes forward, but still talking to you. Right. Imperial guard style, baby. Yeah. Uh, So you make your way that direction? Yeah. uh, Do I see the uh, the dragonborn? I mean, whatever kind of guard this is uh, looking at us, like following us, or is it still Uh, eyes forward? It's just another person in plate mail, so you're not really sure what race they are. Right, right. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) <laughs> at this point most of them have just very 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 thin slitted uh, plate mail things so you only see like pupa you know like uh, not pupa oh my Pupils. gosh words are you see their eyeballs yeah. uh, but that's about it you know like Irises. everything else inside their iris and cornea yeah um, so do you head that direction yeah I just start walking that way oh, I fo- Roger I fall. goes uh, limp uh, he was done with his performance trying to look uh, coherent in front of the, the Lord, but he's just like full on, maybe not like gelatin where he's like slapping around on the, the stone behind uh, Vol, but uh, Vol has full weight of him at this point. Did you ever look in your hand? Oh, uh, he comes coherent again and looks at no, his uh, But no, but how about this? Noticing that he's gone kind of like limp, I'll just do the fireman carry. So he'll have an opportunity as we're walking there to look at his hand. Uh, I will look at my hand to see what the, the cleric uh, gave me. Uh, it felt kind of soft, but there was a bit of it that was kind of pointy. And what you see in your hand is a black feather. <laughs> <laughs> I look at it and uh, do I recognize it as uh, a raven's feather? Oh boy. Why don't you make a nature check? Sure. <laughs> your I, heart I, I is like, God. yes, this is a raven's feather, but we'll see if your your, your technical knowledge would know I whether or not that's true. I rolled a natural one on my nature. 
Oh, I mean, so that doesn't incite that. A, an actual failure. What's your total? Uh, two. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's, yeah, you, you're not sure. <laughs> yeah. Would you, would you have opened it up uh, if I'm walking behind Bull? Would you have opened your hand? If you're behind, I would have still done it because I'm still kind of ditzy and I just kind of open up and you just like see my eyes get like wider and wider unnaturally. So can I just be like, why are you picking up feathers off the ground? And like you see Roger like slowly raise his head and looks at you, Mactor, and goes, oh, no. Oh, no. What do you mean to pick up a stick instead? I have nothing to say to that. I think I'd be like sputtering at this point. What's going on? Just remember, Roger's still on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, so no, just, it's like I stop and I'll put you down in front of me. What's what? happening? Uh, <laughs> concussion. Uh, roll for knockout. Uh, please don't actually. Uh. I would uh, kind of let the wind catch the, this feather as it flies away, and uh, uh, no, I'm bully. too quick. I'm gonna a... snatch it. Okay. Yeah. No. You. <laughs> All right. This is gonna be a dex, just a flat dex check. Twenty-one. <laughs> Twenty-one. That's a dexterity save. Oh, he needs yeah. To check. No, you're, you're right. Uh, One minute. Oh, it's yeah. Rookie. Check. Yeah. No, Sixteen. Yeah, you can't grab it. You almost do. Six? No. Are, have you ever tried to catch a feather blowing in the wind? Plus, we're That's high really up, hard. so it's really windy. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's a pretty solid gust. You know, the DC was twenty five. Just so I'm being transparent, it's hard to catch a feather. Yeah. It really is. Is it um, is especially it too, if it's caught in a right? Is mm-hmm. it too far for me to make out what it is? Oh no, you can see black feather. Mm-hmm. Um, would I be able to make out exactly what kind of feather? Um, due to your time in the forest and stuff, you may be able to, let's, yeah, go ahead and make the check. What is your, what is your nature check normally, the modifier you add to it? Um, incredibly cool, um, normally it's a plus two, uh, but I rolled a four. Awesome. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, you try to make it out, but you you think raven or crow maybe, but you can't tell for sure. Not black feathers like that are not common. Right. Like there's not a lot of birds with black feathers, but raven or crow would be the most likely thing. Uh, it's either a raven or a crow. Where, where'd you get that? He he picked it up off the ground. Did you not hear me? <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh. I would say I like I I freeze, but when he says that, I say, "Yeah, I, you, you dragged me, and I saw it." <laughs> like he, oh. he 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 sounds completely lame when he says this too. Okay, and then Bull carries on. <laughs> he just picks Roger up again. There it is. <laughs> Wait, do you actually pick me back up no. and throw me over your? Sh- okay, you seem to be standing so, just fine now, so I just carry on. I uh, I get up from the prone position, and I I kind of look at the the last flicker of the, of the feathers, and I note. Well, I don't know. I clearly remember the noise I heard in the back of my head, and uh, oh man, I uh, sorry. This is a lot for me as a player to take in. I was not expecting that, and I I Her think ball. I would uh, 
I would continue with uh, the crew as we head t towards uh, Algira's place. Cool. Yeah, leading on, Vol knows exactly where to go and the directions were correct. So you find like a corner area and looking in the window, a corner building and in looking in the window, you can see Algira at a desk sitting there. It looks like she's writing um, with ink and quill um, and the front door is open. So. Um, okay. uh, I'm going to knock on the door, just pound on it, just bang, pound bang, on bang. it, even though it's open all the way. Yeah. And she says, come on in, Magdor. Let's go, Maggie. You don't have to knock. The door's open for a reason. Please, please well, don't uh, call me Maggie. Yeah, Maggie. Oh, but it's so much easier. Mm. Just remember, I. But if you prefer, Magdor. Just come on. Dwarves are very particular just call with their a dwarf names. Like I do. So are lords, and you may do well to call him Lord Never Ember until he tells oh. you otherwise. His name's Never Ember. Why didn't anybody tell me? I think it amused him, and he thought you were joking. So. I thought it was funny. This is coming from the stone-faced Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking Garnet from Steven Universe. I thought that was funny. I thought that was no, funny. No wonder he didn't give me a forge. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. hes I'm sure he's willing to comply on that portion of the deal. Yeah, he's going to give you two forges. Like he said, creating a forge is more expensive and time-consuming, but you, you're welcome to come into the forge at any time. And uh, she hands you basically first thing she so first things first. Here you go, Magdor. And she gives you basically what looks like a signet kind of. It's a it's a ring that you can wear that has the symbol of Neverwinter emblazoned in the back of it. But in the center, it has a hammer. Um, and she says this ring will get you into the forge. Um, oh. And it is for you only. And it, I will know if anybody else uses it. So please keep it for yourself. Um, on top of that, you all will be headed to... Like a cat to, pawing at it. <laughs> you all will be headed to Luskin. So how you get there, due to the nature of this quest, is completely up to you. Um, but she pulls out a sack of coins for each one of you. And each one of them is kind of... It's like a fur-lined sack, so you can tell it's it's something that was from Luskin. As this is a far north area, it's the farthest north reach um, civilization on the Sword Coast. So it's almost always cold there, and more often than not, it is snowy. And um, she hands you each a fur-lined sack with 10 gold pieces in it that are all Luskin minted. She says just to make sure that you can keep your identities safest for as long as possible. And then she pulls out three bags or three leather-like wraps, and she says these are fur-lined clothing for the cold. And then she pulls out, she goes to like an armoire to the right of her desk in the back. And she's in these are something from me to use. You have to give them back. Mm hmm. But you can use them for this. I feel they will be very, very useful. And she goes back to uh, the armoire and pulls them out. And she says, these are mine. I just <laughs> really want to make sure that you're successful and this will help. Um, and she goes mm -hmm. and she pulls three like off of like very large hangers, like very, very sturdy wooden hangers. She gets them all three and she hands one of them to each of you. And on them is plus one. It's called glamoured studded leather armor. And do you guys know what that is? Uh, yes. And she says this armor, when you wear it and attune to it as it is magical, 
will grant you the normal benefits of a, a mastercrafted studded leather armor, but it will also allow you to change the appearance of said studded leather armor so you can change what you look like, at least what you're wearing. Um, and for you, Roger, this may be even more useful as you will be able to change your entire visage with merely a thought. I don't trust anything I that would. can change that much. Well, that may My be useful when you're trying to blend in. Is I can't wear this. You can't. No, I'm not proficient in light armor. This well, would you could wear it. Me. You just would have a hard time casting your spells. At very least, for traveling there, it would be useful. I kind of like look at her at the words of you can't cast your spells as well. I'm like, <laughs> and she goes, wait, I have something. And she goes uh -oh. back. She says, give me that. And she takes the hanger from you if you let her. Oh, and I she goes back it. and she goes back in there and she says, I have something just for this. I forgot about your casting ability and I didn't know that you did not possess the ability to wear leather armor while still being able to cast your spells. I have something made of cloth that will function the same. And so she grabs it, and effectively it is glamoured instead of leather armor. It's just a cloak. It's a glamoured cloak. So it will function the same way. You'll still be able to cast your spells. So I'll look at this, and when I look at it, I look at the capabilities for combat. I'll go from still having no armor, but I'll go from looking like I'm in a James Bond tuxedo to a James Bond fight set. Mm -hmm. So it's purely cosmetic? Yeah, yeah. It just would allow you to change your clothes. You can, like, if you seem, if at some point, and she says, if at some point you see the town guard and you need to masquerade as one of them, you can think you've seen it. It becomes the town guard armor. Now, if somebody touches it, they may be able to distinguish it as not that because it is magic. It is illusion magic. But it will be very, very difficult to distinguish without touching um, uh, I throw now, it Master on, Dwarf, I look at her. You wear... Are you wearing plate mail? Uh, or scale mail? Uh, yeah. Okay, she's going to give you the equivalent of whatever armor you have. It's just glamoured. It's just glamoured. Oh, scale mail, sorry. <laughs> yeah. So you have glamoured scale mail, you have glamoured a glamoured cloak, and you will have glamoured studded leather armor. Correct. And she says... Uh, other than this, um, getting there is up to you, and returning is up to you, and last but not least, a scroll of teleportation. Use this when you have him in your possession, preferably unconscious, so he cannot resist being teleported as well, or willing. I don't know if you're going to be able to swing that, though. And read the scroll, and you'll be back here. Who's going to hold on to it? Uh, Vol's going to reach out. Yeah, I'm going to say, I, I kind of look at and I say, I believe the Vol should handle anything as he would be best uh, to protect it, but we'll just have to remember that uh, it... Does a scroll like that need to be used by someone who has arcane power? Yes. It may... Uh, let me look up something real fast. And then she accesses her mental index... <laughs> this says uh, teleportation is a level 7 skill and if I don't have the ability to do it I'll have to make a DC check and it might fail Uh huh. or we can say fuck it and we can just well, let me do it anyways uh, it, works. <laughs> it goes to a teleportation circle so okay. it functions as the teleportation circle square be because teleportation goes wherever you want this one has a set 
place that it's going. So as long as you can cast a fifth level spell, you can cast it. But we'll see if you grow to that point by the time, you know, you need to use it. If not, you'll make a DC check based on 10 plus the spell level. Yeah, okay, that's fair. All right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's, and she says, is there anything else, gentlemen? Because I do have a mound of paperwork and she kind of taps, you know, like an inbox full of parchment that she needs to get through. No, we need to rest before we leave. Thank you. Yes, yes please. I've um, got plenty have- of shopping to do. Good. If you have anything else that you need before you leave, please don't hesitate to ask. But I will be getting back to work. And I hope you will soon, too. Uh, Question for you, uh, Elgira. Quickly, yes. (laughs) Uh, hmm. How quickly will you say yes to a date after we're done with this? Hmm? Hmm? (laughs) She looks genuinely taken aback as you just, like, turn around and walk out. Yeah, like I, I, I say that. Like I say it with the confidence, but the moment it comes out of my mouth, I run. Boop, boop, and Magdor and Volier left there as Roger is just walked out, and um, she's just like, um, "Have have a good day." I'm 18 day. years old, oh, so. <laughs> and then Vol dips out. Uh, yeah, and Magdor's just gonna, uh, bah, and walk out. You leave a very confused Elgira as you begin to prep to head to Luskin to track down a rogue drow from Bregan to Earth who may be seeding very, very dark plans to hurt the people and town of Neverwinter. And that's where we'll pick it up next time. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Good work. Oh, man. You can find me on Twitter at Two Times Tyler. Uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter at LRD11th. I'm on Twitter at Glenn Houston. Like, looks like Huston. And mine is at Zigzagoon. Just combine the League Champion and the Pokemon. <laughs> All right, Tyler, send us out, buddy. We are a part of Casual Master Quest, a podcast network dedicated to giving you the video game news and tropes you deserve. You can find the show everywhere you can Google and on Twitter at MasterQuestPod. Glenn is a part of a sister D&D show called Ready to Roll, R-O-L-E, Roll, where you can find more of his and other talented players as they continue their quest in the Forgotten Archipelago. That was Nick. That was Brandon. That was Glenn. And this is Tyler. We'll see you next week with another session of Casual Quest Masters, and don't forget to never stop the quest. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Thanks for joining us for today's episode of Casual Quest Masters. Thank you so much to you, our listeners, for being here, and to Sirenscape for allowing us to utilize their amazing programs for sounds and music. Check them out at sirenscape.com. We hope to see you here next time for the next episode of Casual Quest Masters.